as we get into today, the Word of God, I don't think any one of us ever want to waste our time in our day. Maybe we do watch some stupid show or take a nap. But you, you make the effort to come to church. It's just not being churched. Jesus taught as one having authority. He also taught very common sense things about faith, mustard seed, there was a man. He, he just taught stuff that was not out there. He taught you stuff that you can use. So the Holy Spirit has been ministering to me, and he's had me teaching on what are you expecting in your life? Really, what are you expecting? Not wishing and hoping, pie in the sky. What are you believing and expecting now, between now and the end of the year, to finish strong. What's going to miraculously happen in your life between now and the end of the year? Then he had me on prayer. Prayer is just not, now I lay me down to sleep type of stuff, or rubber dub dub, thanks for the grub, yay God stuff. Prayer is intimate communication with the Holy Spirit, the Lord, and the Father. It says the three are one, but it's, it's talking to him. And listening to him. Amen? And then power. Get every person, no matter your age, or situation, or sex, it doesn't matter, well, that's your personality. No, he said, wait in Jerusalem till you be endued with power. He didn't say only men. He didn't say only this. He said, those who are disciples, wait and be endued with power. For me to preach so that you will hear and receive that you have power in you now. You don't have to pray, Lord, give me the power. He is already in you and he has given it to you. It's a matter of using it. Now, Deborah's got a car that I don't know a third of what it can do. Because that would mean I'd have to use the screen instead of reading the manual. No more manuals. You got to do the computer thing on the screen. I don't know half a, a third. It, I can drive it. I can accelerate and I can brake and steer. I'm good. But I have it. I own it now. You own the power of God in your life now. That he's calling us as a church. And you're hearing it now beginning nationwide for revival among the church. For the church to wake up. For the church to get back being the church. And that means loving God and loving people. And we've had two or three messages all in the neighborhood of the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. You already have it in you. Everyone in here. And you can love pasta. I love a banana. I love an uh, ice cream sundae. I love a movie. That's not what we're talking We're talking about love. And then you go to 1 Corinthians 13 and you have all those things that love doesn't do and that love does. That's inside you now. All you have to do is choose to obey what the word says about it. How many would like a superhero power? I'm going to give you today in God's word something that most people don't pay any attention to but it is a force in the Holy Spirit in your life that if used, activated, put to work the benefits of it for your life 
and who you influence is awesome. But it's all in God's word. The word, oh, what was it? Baskin-Robbins, how many flavors do they have? 31 flavors. How about favor? The force of favor. Well, can you do me a favor? We're not talking about that. Here's the definition in the Greek and the Hebrew of what I'll share today. It is a divine influence. God's influence on you and those you affect. It's filled with delight and a heart that's gracious, gratitude, a cheerful person. How can you be cheerful when all this junk's happening? Because the greater one lives inside you. You say, Lord, I'm a light in this dark place. What do you want me to do? Today, what do you want me to do, sir? Now, remember when, and this is Luke 1.30, the angel appeared to Mary to tell her she's going to have the Messiah. And the angel says, you have found favor with God. How did she... I mean, all the girls growing up in, that are Jews all wanted to be the mother of the Messiah. Generation after, I, I want to be the mother of the Messiah. She gets chosen. Why? Her response was by the word of God. Why is that important? Women weren't allowed to be taught in the synagogue the word of God. The men were. <clears throat> when she responded in the word, it gave you an indication to the heart of this woman that is sold out to God. And when she's sold out, and I don't know a man, how's this going to work? Mercedes come to me at 15 and say, Dad, I'm pregnant. And she says, okay. I say, how? And she goes, well, the Holy Ghost came upon me. That's a tough sell. Okay? But understand, back then, you got married at 13, 14, 15. Mary was betrothed. And God had to talk to Joseph. Because Joseph was a lower class. She's actually in love with Joseph. She married down in social standing. And now she's pregnant. Who's going to get blamed for that but Joseph? Dishonoring the family. He could get killed for this. Let alone she could be stoned. Her response is, let it be done unto me according to your will. Favor is always connected to the word of God and obedience. Always connected. It's God's word and your obedience to it, and then you see his favor upon your life. Favor upon your life. Now, in the book of Acts, Stephen, who's about to be stoned to death, for doing signs and wonders and preaching the word. He made mention of Joseph and David. This is verse 710 and 746 in your Bibles. Uh, and by the way, if you're online with us, we're so happy to have you. Thank you. The, your responses that we've been getting have just been precious. Keep on watching. Okay, but uh, you got Joseph. He had dreams. You could take the coat off of Joseph's back, but you couldn't take the dream out of his heart. You need to hear that. You could take the coat off his back, but you couldn't take the dream out of his heart. And all the junk that happened to him, and it was severe. You're sold as a slave. 
you're put in another country, then you end up in prison. How's that dream ever going to come? Do you watch what happens with Pharaoh and the favor God gave him to turn around and become number two man in Egypt? David, favor came upon him because he wanted the tabernacle built. He wanted the ark back. Why is that important? It represents the presence and the covenant with God. And he danced. The king took off his kingly robes and danced before the ark coming in. His wife was Saul's daughter, and she's mad at him for doing that. You're not acting like a king, yin, 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 whatever. And I love his King James uh, response because we don't talk like this. He says, hey, I can get yet more vile. <laughs> In other words, you ain't seen nothing yet. I'm going to worship God even more. And favor came upon David. And the men around him, they knew when the Holy Spirit was on him. We've seen that look before. We know. And we're supposed to walk daily in that. Daily, daily, daily. Amen. Okay. Uh, let's go to, so we're going to be in Psalms and Proverbs for a bit. So let's go to Psalms chapter 5. And this is verse 4. Let's see, did I get it right? Nope, verse 12, sorry. For thou, Lord, will bless me in righteousness with favor, favor, and compass me about as a shield. Favor acts like a force field around you. As long as you stay in the force field, they can't get to you. In Ephesians, it's called the shield of faith, quenching all the fiery darts. Favor on you. People be nice to you. Do you realize that Jesus, most people loved him. It was the religious power of that day. Jesus had to insult them to get him to crucify him. The, the people loved him. You know, most people will love you. You'll get some that will want to persecute you because you're a Christian. Stand your ground. But in general, most people will love you. There's something different. I don't know what it is about you. I don't know why I'm doing this for you. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense, but sure. Favor is on your life. It's a shield. Shield. Amen? Let's go to Psalms 89. Verses 16 and 17. Okay. In thy name we'll all rejoice that day, and in thy righteousness we sh they shall be exalted. For thou art the glory of strength, and in thy favor your horn will be exalted. Now, I've pastored this November will be 40 years, talking to all kinds of people, and they all have images of themselves. Some are very secure, some are insecure. Some have been wounded, some are overly this or that. Just we're all different. But the word exalted here, God's favor, your horn will be exalted, is your authority. 
The horn is your authority in the Old Testament. Blow your horn. The king is here. The one in authority is here. When you realize you're out there and the, things are getting jacked up and not running right, take your authority and say, I got favor. This will work out. Yes. I'll turn this around. Yes. I'll be a blessing. Yes. Instead of griping and complaining, I'll be a blessing. Yes. Favor gives you authority to change the atmosphere you're in in the day. Particularly, I tell you, you use it on the job. I had favor with my bosses at Landon's with selling clothes because I come in early and start working on the shirt wall, which is a huge deal. And I stay late. If ever anyone's going to stay, I stay late. They could count on me. Did you miss your bus? A number of times I missed my bus. You betcha. It's a long ride from downtown Omaha to South Roads where we lived, just west of there. But you know what? I did. And God always blessed me with the management. They loved me for doing that. And God so often... It had been a low day in sales. And then the guy would come in. We close at 5.30 and he comes in at 5.15 and he's trying on suits. And that means I'm going to get shirts and ties and stuff to it about, oh, quarter to six. And I have many a time made my entire day's commission on that sale. All of a sudden they want a top coat. They want a couple sweaters. And it goes from being a couple hundred dollars to a thousand dollars. One day, time and time again, the favor of me. Lord, I'll do it. I got a good attitude. Let's go. I'm ready for this. Amen? Amen. Psalm 41. My heart in sharing this with you is to continue to have you think God's word, God's way. Every situation, to look at it, okay, Okay, Lord, what do you want? What do you want me to do? Amen? Psalms 41, verse 11. By this I know that you favor me, because my enemy does not triumph over me. God's favor demonstrates that your enemy can't whip you. You're not afraid. You can't whip you. <clears throat> well, I'm going through this physically. I'm going through this financially. He can't whip you because God's favor is on your life. A door has to open. I don't know why I'm doing this for you, but anybody identify? I, I like amens. You can shout. Let's go to Psalms 106. All this is leading up to a truth at the end that we have to see in God's word. I'll read it out of the Amplified. Psalms 106, verse 4. Remember me, O Lord, when you favor your people. Visit me with your salvation when you rescue them. He's talking about getting the Jews free from Egypt. But I want you to know, favor's involved. How are we going to turn Omaha around, our nation around? By doing the works of the kingdom, and it brings to us favor. Not to take advantage of, not to, but you're going to get favor in your life. The church is supposed to advance. It's going to advance because people want what we've got. They want to be healed. They want eternal life. They really do. 
I've asked, you know, well, I don't blame him. I said, so you'd rather go to hell eternally in fire and pain. You'd rather go there than even open up your heart that there could be a God. I don't understand that. Well, I don't look at it that way. He said, well, that's the way it's going to be. You can look at it any way you want, but that's the way it's going to be. Whoa. He said, God loves you. We are supposed to bring the favor of God, the, the word, the power, the love out to our community, the people that we come in contact with every day. They should know there's something different about you. Everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. Let's go to Psalms 119. We're close. And we'll go to verse 58. I entreated thy favor with my whole heart. Be merciful to me according to your word. God's word says you've been forgiven. God's word says his love will never fail. God's word says he's never going to leave you or forsake you to the ends of the earth. And according to his word, it says that you have favored me because I sought you with a quarter of my heart in my free time when something bad happened. No, it says with your whole heart. With your whole heart. What is your whole heart? It's the whole heart. We all have relationships with people, with our children, or now grandchildren. And you say, I love you with my whole heart. What does that mean? I want you to be able to say, Jesus, I love you with my whole heart, and you know I do. And in that relationship is favor. The gifts of the Spirit working in your life every day. Healing, miracles, faith, working every day. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge, how to make the right decisions. Discerning the Spirit so you can go ahead and, okay, what's going on here, Lord? Show it to me. Prophecy, tongues, interpretation, utterances. Jim, do this. Jim, do that. How many know he's always right? Yes. Just sort of happens that way. He's always right. Be merciful according to your word. If we don't put the word in our life, where's going to be the mercy and the favor? More word, more power. Not just memorizing chapters, because I knew a guy that memorized the entire book of Ephesians word for word, who couldn't believe his way out of a paper sack. But he mentally had done it. But he knew nothing about walking in that incredible power that's in that book. It's okay. We good? Are you thinking about favor when you leave here today? Power, love, favor on me. He equips you to do the job he designed us to do. He wants us to be that light in the dark place. He wants us to be the giant killer. He wants us to be the one that jumps in the pit and kills the lion anyhow. He equips every one of us to do it. And it's not because I've been lifting weights. You know, yesterday I, I, we talked to our grandson Zion. He's been lifting weights for the first time in his life. And he flexed for me. He got this little bump here. And I said, wow, that looks like just as big as your mom's. Shut up, Papa. <laughs> We're supposed to be working out in our faith. It says work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Every day we're supposed to take it a step further. Learn more, grow more, walk in the power more. Love the unloving people. 
that is one of the greatest signs we have to this world is we can love the people that you don't want to love because they need Jesus bad. You choose to back off and they go to hell. Can you live with that? I can't. I, I, I got to share. Amen? In Proverbs 22, verse 1, it says, I've chosen favor over gold and silver. I can remember a ball game at Roncalli High School. It was for Trinity Church at the time. Pastor Elmer Murdoch uh, was the pastor there. And it was a guy's gym day. We were playing basketball. And I got picked to be a captain, so you pick, a, you pick your team, you pick your team. And I know the players, and I know who's good and who's not. But uh, I picked one player, then I picked, he picked one, and I picked one, and he picked one. And then I picked Elmer Murdoch. I picked the pastor. He's one of the oldest guys on the court. Don't know if he can play at all. But I honored him and not had him be the last one picked. I, what if you lose a game? Doesn't matter. God knew exactly what I did, why I did it. In any situation, you can find honor and favor and blessing and love. And it's not important that anybody else knew I did that. It, I knew I did that. It is vital. Amen? In uh, Proverbs 28, 23, let's turn there. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. Proverbs 28.23. And I'll read it out of the Amplified. Here we go. He who appropriate, appropriately reprimands a wise man will afterward find more favor than he who flatters with his tongue. You can have conflict and favor will work in the conflict to figure it out. You don't have to lose a friendship or relationship. Favor, if you listen to the voice of the Spirit, can work it out. And I'll realize I'd rather have that person tell me the truth or show me their side than if someone says, is a yes man, I'd rather have the truth. I'd rather understand things better. Are you all here? We won't read it, but it's Daniel 1, 8, and 9. Daniel refused to eat the king's dainty foods. These foods were offered, the meats were offered to idols. And he was part of the, the governing group. And they were all supposed to eat what the king provided for him. And he loves God and he's not allowed to eat that. And he tells the guy, I can't do it. Can't do it. Well, if he doesn't look good to the king, the trainer dies. And he knows that if, you know, he looks emaciated and, not, you know, and all that because he hasn't been eaten, <clears throat> my job's on the line. But it says Daniel found favor with him against what he was trained and supposed to do, the guy made an exception for Daniel because of God's favor on him. Anybody make exception for you sometime? Yes. Favor works in the goodest, the goodest, the goodest times and the worstest of times. Yes. It does. 
in the good times and the bad times. So badly want to say something, I can't. Tell you what, let's take a praise break. What do you think? Whoever's in the booth, I can't see all the way up there. Is that Nick Rooney? Andre Crouch, my tribute. Can you get it? Start it anytime you want. We're going to take three minutes, three and a half minutes, and just take a praise break. You can stand, you can raise your hands, whatever you want. The song says, how can I give thanks for the things you have done for me? Let's just take a moment. Let the Holy Spirit touch your heart. Because a little bit, when you need prayer, if you've got sickness in your body or sickness in your family, we're going to pray for Parker. Cassandra and the kids aren't here because Parker's been thrown up. Parker's going to stop throwing up when we pray. Okay? We're going to speak health over one another. Nick, you got it? Do it. Again, however you want to do it, just close your eyes. All the things God's done for us, how thankful, how he's given us favor.
Just thank Him right now. Things come to your heart, come to your mind. Thank Him. Last weekend, we had a memorial service for my brother-in-law, more my brother than my brother-in-law. I sat there in the service and thought, with what I went through the year before, this could have been me. And I thanked him for his mercy. I thanked him for his favor. When they tell you certain words and you think, no, no, it ain't over. Not a chance. But then in the past week, we babysat our grandson. Our daughter, who we tried one more time to get a girl, Pastor Mercedes, she and Colin, against all doctor's reports, all, have a beautiful little boy, 28 inches, 14 pounds, and he's making faces at you and sticking his tongue out. But I can hold this that they said scientifically would never be. No, 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 no. We have favor in our family. We're a blessed family. And that is not the way it's going to end up. Not a chance. How can you be so sure? Because I'm standing on his word. And when I stand on the word, I got favor. All those tests they had to run on me and all the things they did all the time, they moved me ahead. They gave me the times I wanted. They don't do that. I had favor. I had favor. Let's go to Proverbs 14. This is verse 9 in the Amplified. Fools mock sin, but sin mocks the fool. I love that. But among the upright, the righteous, that is us, there is goodwill and favor and blessing of the Lord. Y'all know what sin is? Don't play with it. Don't Leave it alone. Don't entertain it. And walk in obedience to God. His favor is all over your life. The blessing. I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm a blessing anywhere I go. How about you? Let's have some fun. I had someone, you, you're a Christian and you're, you're talking like stuff you cast out demons, you heal sick. You're having fun. I'm having fun. I don't think Jesus was a sourpuss. And when someone gets healed, it's exciting. When someone comes loose of something, it's exciting. When you see a funeral coming down the road and it's the woman's only child and it's a boy and she's got no hope and he, out of the blue, just walks over and raises up the boy and says, here you go, mom, and continues on. How he can be marching and if you follow the map, he's going this way. Nobody, it doesn't say anybody came and gave him a telegraph or a text message or anything. He immediately gets in the boat, goes to the other side, casts the demon out of the madman of the Gadarenes, who everybody knows who that is. They stay away from that boy. He goes over there, casts the demon out, gets back in the boat, comes right back and continues on. Evidently, the father interrupted the schedule. Because somewhere in that man... He was crying out to God for help. I got, I'll just send Jesus over and give him help. Favor. Favor, amen? 
It says in Proverbs eleven twenty seven, if you diligently seek good, you get favor. So the opposite is try not to seek bad and think you're going to get away with it. When you want to do what's good and even gooder, favor comes with it, Christians. It's like cologne or perfume on you. You have a scent on your life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, things always work out for him. Yeah, why? Because of the favor of God. We're coming and are now in a time in reaching lost souls that they need to see there's a different way to live. And that's God's love, power, and favor in life. A good man. A good man. Proverbs 12, 2 is a good man. Obtains favor. But I like that just above that is Proverbs eleven twenty seven. Diligently seek good gets favor. Diligently. Here's the thing. I'm asking you all to do promise 22. It's easy to drop off and, and let it go. Pick it back up to finish the year. That is, read the proverb of the day. Take and read some part of the epistles that tell you who you are in Jesus. And Ephesians and First and Second John are great for that. If you're just going to dive in, go there. But then I ask you to pray in tongues for 15 minutes. Why? A number of reasons. Please hear me. It says, when I talk in the Spirit, I talk unto God and not man. You want to get intimate with the Lord, pray in the Spirit. It's your own love language with Him. It also says, if you pray in the Spirit, it'll build you up. <clears throat> now, being in a hospital, a muscle diatrophy, I was very weak when I got out and they want me to do physical therapy. I, it's not there. I'm a lot stronger now. Okay? It's developed. My muscles have gotten better. Your faith is supposed to continue to get stronger and better every day for the things that are in front of you, for your life, and those that you love. But it's got to be diligent. You got to want it. You got to want it. I want the best marriage God has promised in his word. Then I've got to want it, which means I've got to do what the word says to do to get there. You know what the biggest thing in marriage? The selfishness goes out the window. You're serving one another. And that's the way it is. Jesus served the church. Like Christ to the church, so man to a woman. Hello, you're serving. Then how many parents come out and look at the... I look at you guys out here. And uh, the kids sort of changed your life, didn't they? And you find yourself, we find when we babysit Merritt, he's asleep, but we're always conscious of him in a room. Always conscious. We're serving a little four-month-old baby who's asleep by being constantly aware of him. How about being constantly aware of serving Jesus Christ in every room you're in so that you could be the difference maker? Huh? I love that. Praise the Lord. Let's go to Proverbs 13. If you have pain in your body or you want to pray for someone or whatever, get ready because we're going to pray. Jesus taught the word and then he ministered. And the word is always important because not only does it renew your mind, but it opens up your heart's capacity for the miraculous. To believe. To expect God to do something. 
I didn't come here just to see your pretty faces. I came here expecting our God to do something supernatural. Simple as that. Oh, where am I? Uh, Proverbs 13, 15. Good understanding gives favor, but the way of the transgressor is hard. Good understanding. I encourage you to get a notebook or however you record stuff, but God's going to talk to you in your prayer life. He's going to talk to you in day in the car. He's going to write some things down. It's gonna, Lord, what are you bringing me? I need understanding of what you want me to do. He's just not uh, a genie in a bottle where we need an answer right now. He's giving wisdom every day how to live life and how to make the right decisions that lead to other better decisions. Had I not done this, I would not have got to here. That takes favor. Good understanding. I look at the word and it re I want to know about marriage. I ask the Lord for the next minimum of two years, every time I open up the Bible, every verse applied to marriage. My mom and dad had a great marriage, but it wasn't a word marriage. All of a sudden, the word is absolutely flooding my heart on how to do that. Finances, how to honor God with your first fruits, how to give to be a liberal. It says a liberal soul or a generous person will be well supplied in Proverbs. How many want well supplied? Then don't be stingy. Be generous. Be generous. Why not? Be nice. Be generous. Bring honor. Proverbs 8. Now I'm going to bring this into the New Testament in a minute. You got the book of wisdom, the book of praise. How about sing a song to him in favor and thanksgiving? To God be the glory for the great things he's done. Shout to the Lord. I don't know what song you'll come up with, but it just be you and him. I sing to merit, and I've sung to all my kids and all my grandkids one song, just a line from it. It's blood, sweat, and tears way back way in the 1980s. You make me so very happy. I'm so glad merit came into my life. If I sing it 20 times, I sing it 100 times. Every time I'm with him, every time I'm with any of my grandkids, it got so well known among the kids. Xavier and Zion got in my van one time, and they first thing they said, Grandpa, play the song. I have the CD of it. Play the song, Grandpa, because they want to hear it makes me as a dad and a grandpa feel pretty good. Imagine how your love will make our Heavenly Father feel. Will you bring him joy? Just think of that for a second. It, the scripture says you can make God happy. It says that his thoughts are always towards you. He's thinking about each one of us in this room right now and has planned in our life Things coming in a domino situation that if we will obey him and follow him, we will get there to what he wants. And it starts up again. Amen? Amen. Proverbs 8, 32. Now therefore hearken unto me, or listen, children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Okay, 
There's a difference between word and ways. Deborah might not tell me that she wants me to leave my shoes at the door. In our household, we didn't have to. She lived at the barnyard with her horses, and you took your shoes off at the door. But in getting married, she didn't lay down the law to me, but I learned her ways. Sometimes I don't have word, but I understand his way. I'm not quite sure what scripture this is, but I know how he operates, and I'll just go ahead and do Are you all with me on that? Okay. Hear instruction and be wise. Don't refuse it. Blessed is the man that hears me, the word, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. Key thing in here, watching daily. The promise 22. It's 15 minutes, 22 minutes of your day for Jesus Christ. Making him a habit of in your day rather than, oh, I haven't prayed for three days or four days. Now I have, I'm putting the word in, I'm singing, I'm praying, I'm talking to him in tongues, I'm growing in my relationship. It's, the key word is daily. How many of you said I was going to read my Bible and things got a little busy right in the morning? So I'll read it tonight, and when it got tonight, you were too tired. Anybody? You forgot. Okay. It says his word is like honeycomb, sweet. You know, if Deborah said to me this morning, well, we go, before we go to bed, I'm going to give you a kiss that will buckle your knees. Chances are I'm going to be thinking about that all day long. And there's no way I'm going to forget about it at the end of the day. There are promises in the word that are important to us that we should not let go. That should be as honeycomb or as sweetness. Being with him. Love, power, faith. Amen? Waiting daily. Proverbs uh, 3. Boy, that's a long one. Why is this important? You're going to go out, and if I can phrase this way, when we leave here, we go to work. We're supposed to preach and advance the kingdom of God, His word. We're supposed to heal the sick, cast out demons. Amen? Amen. We're going to go to work. You're not going to go to work fully armed and fully aware if you're not spending time in his presence for the favor to work. It's like going out with a gun with no bullets. You're supposed to have it. You're supposed to be excited. Who can I help today? Not what they can do for you. Who can I honestly help today? And the world has to see it out of us. Proverbs 3 is probably my favorite proverb because uh, when I started the construction business, I didn't have a big advertising budget. I went to a hundred doors four days a week, knocking on them, saying, we're over at the McGovern's doing some work. If you ever wanted to know about it, why don't you take a look or ask them? It's door knocking. But door knocking came this way to me. I did the word. The word says, uh, son, don't forget my word of the law. Uh, keep them in your heart. Keep my commandments. Length of days. How many would like to live long and long life? How about long life? And it says peace. Shall I add to you? I would like a long life with peace, not drama. Parents, you want your kids to give you peace, not drama. 
friends. You don't want to take advantage of one another. Use one another. You want peace. Well, put the word in. You get long life. Yes. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. I need that every day. Bind them around thy neck. Write them on the table of my heart. Okay? I will take a verse and I will say it over and over every day. I pick a verse usually out of the proverb of the day. And so if I'm standing in line or going up an escalator or waiting for the elevator to come, I just go over the verse. Okay? So thou shalt find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. When I live this way, I find, I come upon, I recognize that I've got favor with God. But also, he gives it with man. He'll give it with, I don't know why I'm doing this. I just want to help you. Is there anything else I can do? Oh, here, come with Anybody experience some of these things of favor? It comes first with God because I put his word into, into me. But it's not only with God, it's with man. And I know people have some very bad images of themselves. I know that some have gone through tremendous uh, abuse and the image is messed with and hurt. But this is God's word talking to anyone that if you put it in this way, you're going to have a long life with peace, no longer the drama, and you're going to have favor with the Heavenly Father and with people. Not everybody wants to hurt you. God will put people who will bless you in your life. Blessed to be a blessing, right? Okay. Why is this important? i got two more scriptures, and then we'll pray for people. How many have gone through a lot in their life? And, and then in going through a lot, you went through and you came out with Jesus. It started like crap. That's a four-letter word. I guess I can get away with it. But every one of us have had opportunities to succeed or fail, to win or to lose. But I have learned stuff in every battle, every arena that I've had to stand my ground in my faith. You all know what I'm talking about? I've learned stuff. God didn't send that stuff to make me a good little trooper. He sends the Holy Spirit to teach me how to deal with it. So I, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? How do you want it done? How do you want me to, to love this person, love that person? How do you want me to work for a man who's a terrible person? Terrible person. How can I work for him? Show me. Help me. Are you all still here? Then I can comfort others with the comfort I've been given. A few weeks ago we had a gentleman sitting up here who uh, we were talking on love and he's, it came to him that God really loves him. For the first time in his 50 plus years he, tears are gushing out. God really loves me. And that happened just the atmosphere of the Holy Spirit in this room teaching the anointing of God and at that point, I then called up Bill German a few weeks, maybe a month earlier, on a Wednesday night when we were in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Bill, at his age and his walk with the Lord, said, for the first time, I know that God loves me. To go through that in your heart where you're not sure for how many decades. And so I had Bill come down and pray for him. 
And I've never heard Bill pray like that. And I've heard Bill pray. I've known him. He was first member of our church. been with us all this time. Uncle Billy Bob to the kids. But I heard Bill pray a prophetic prayer that is a Holy Spirit-filled prayer of utterance that was beyond what Bill would normally pray from his brain. The Holy Spirit prayed over this man, and he's losing it. And some, a couple people in the church had given me some money, honor money. I gave the, the 40 bucks that I had to Bill. I said, take him to lunch. They went to the rib place that honors our church and has been so nice to us. Two guys would go out. What, oh, do you want sushi? Do you, do you want Italian? No, they went and had ribs. <clears throat> Two guys having ribs. But here's the point. Bill was able to comfort this man with the comfort he's been comforted with and be a blessing. Not just in a church service. A friendship was made. Phone numbers were exchanged. You, everyone in here, through anything you've gone through, good and bad, you can comfort others with what you have been comforted with. So we're going to get some really hurt people from the world and we can't expect them to act like a mature Christian. It says in the word that we're supposed to make way and give special treatment to these people who are immature. They don't know how to stand in faith for healing right off the bat. We do. You stand in the gap. But we're going to fill this place up in the next few months with a bunch of people that are unchurched like Richard who got born again and sitting right over there, unchurched. Anyone would like to receive Jesus is handling up. I waited a long time and it came up. Prayed with him right then. then you know, he should receive the Holy Spirit, shouldn't he? So I had him come up in front of y'all and we prayed for him to receive the Holy Spirit. And he's shaking. He doesn't know about falling over in the Spirit. He just knows that he can barely stand up. I got two ushers waiting to catch him. And then all of a sudden he starts speaking in tongues. He doesn't know what that is. But he starts speaking in tongues. Just like out of the book of Acts in Cornelius. What I'm saying is we're going to see the book of Acts in the book of Omaha, in the book of Liberty, coming to pass on a regular basis. It doesn't have to be spectacular performance. It has to be supernatural that changes lives. I want that name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I don't want them hurting anymore. I want them to feel the love of God like they've never felt before. We need to be the church and do it. As it says in uh, Jesus, one of his uh, stories, he said, compel them to come in. Compel them. Come on, Michael, come on. Compel them. What if they say they don't want to come? They're already not coming. Why should that stop you? It's like when in sales, huh, how can I help you? Oh no, I'm just looking. That is the standard sales thing in a retailer. No thank you, I'm just looking. The salesman is the one that can get past that. People have a wall about church, and you've got to learn with easy conversations to get past the wall. Trust God. Get past the wall. You ready for the next, the last scripture? Okay, Acts chapter 2. I am the type of person that when given a responsibility, I want to do the responsibility from A to Z. I want to get it done. Anybody else? 
So here we have in God the Father, Jesus the Word, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, a clear, clear plan for the church to then go to the world, the Gentiles everywhere. And he's going to use us, and it's better that Jesus is not here and in heaven so that we can have the Holy Spirit in us. The church is going to grow. The church is going to grow. It's supposed to grow in Omaha. It's supposed to grow in Omaha. We got 950,000 people in the metro. It's supposed to grow. We don't have a tenth in church. You know, you drive up here, we got people out there golfing. We got people doing yard work. They start mowing at 7.30 in the morning on Sunday morning. Certainly they're already up. Chances are they could mow the yard and still get cleaned up and get to a 10 o'clock service. And now we have families growing up that haven't been in church ever. Kids haven't been to church ever. And it's important that we be the church. Amen? He's equipped us. He's told us, this is what I want you to do. Mark 16. Go and preach. Go do it. Okay? It's time to do it. Lay hands on. It didn't say have a big flowery prayer. Yea, though very Lord, I would say unto No, no, no. Just lay your hands on them. You got power, right? Yes. Be aware that you have power. Use it. Use it. Expect the miracle. You got anything coming that's robbing, killing, and destroying your life, according to John 10, 10, then kick it out. The thief comes to rob, kill, and destroy. Anything in that mode, you stop. And you stop it in prayer. No, I won't have any of this. No. Sickness is not going to run through my family. Well, one kid gets it, they all... No, they don't. No, we stop it right now. Not going to have it. Remember, in my day, my family made fun of me as the Christian from their background. But you know when they wanted prayer and they wanted results, who do you think they called? My brother-in-law, the last thing he texted me, I thank God that you taught me how to be the man of God I am today. That's over a long period of time of him seeing the word, demonstrated doing stuff. I didn't expect that, and that's what he sent me. That's the last thing he sent me. I'll never forget it. I want your life to have the impact it's supposed to. I want when you walk in a room, everybody looks. You know, uh, I've been in groups of pastors, a couple hundred of them. Charles Neiman walks in, the alpha dog just walked in the room. Nobody's going to debate that. The alpha dog is here. I would like you to be that kind of light in the dark place that everybody knows you're there. Oh, Harlan's here. Bill's here. Crystal's here. Danielle's here. Everything changes. Amen? Because I'm going to Acts 2. This is uh, verse 40 to 47. Uh, can I say this about the anointing? During the last song, those songs were perfect for today. But I stood up. And if I was taking my test for physical therapy, I stood up on my own at least three times the length that they test me on 
just, just get to there. I stood up to the anointing of God and did something I hadn't done before. I want you to stand in the anointing of God in your life and do something you haven't done before. And not settle for, eh. No, I want the best. I want the best for you. I want to rejoice. You tell me what God's doing in your life. That your business is doing good. That your health is doing good. That you're going to homecoming. <laughs> I'm teasing Jack. We almost teasing X and Z. They're getting to the age where it's high school stuff. First time. Just teasing. You know, I want to be excited about your life and what God does with you. What God does with you. I've got a secret weapon. Her name is Sue Boris. And she needs her roof done. She needs a new roof. She has holes in it. It's going to get done. Okay? <laughs> she doesn't know anything I'm going to say. But people are already now giving to help that whole situation. The tree trimmer to get the tree off the roof, they're doing it as a gift for free. Money has already come to help cover the difference between uh, the amounts that after you take your uh, deductible out. But the greatest story of the testimony would be Sue and Tammy winning all those people to Jesus. There's such favor on them. I want to see what they're going to do to the workers. Amen. This is going to be fun. God's already greasing the track for what is about to happen. Why is he doing that? Favor. Favor. I wish you'd do that for me. Believe in the favor God's given you. He will. He will. Here's verse 40. And with many other words did they testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from the uh, untoward generation. And they gladly received the word. Gladly received it. Most are going to be glad to receive this kind of word rather than, brimstone and fire. No, God's love. Amen? And the same day there were added unto them 3,000 souls. Just for a minute. 3,000 souls. One time. This is addition. Later it says multiplication and greatly multiplied. It gets bigger. It's supposed to get bigger in the city, in this church. 3,000 saved. Well, we can only sit 175. Well, let's fill every seat then with 175 and go to multiple services. What are you going to do then? We'll follow the lead of the Holy Spirit and we'll get it done. But it's not going to get done until we do in the power of the Holy Spirit. 3,000 souls. And they continue steadfastly. The word steadfast means faithfully devoted in the apostles' doctrine, and fellowship, and in the breaking of bread, and in prayers. We're supposed to break bread. Okay? Uh, this church has always been, we do stuff in the ministry, out and helping people, we work hard. But we also like to play hard. And what COVID did is we didn't get a chance to hug each other's neck. We didn't get a chance to laugh and cry with one another. And that hurts. 
We're supposed to have the fellowship. My pastor would tell me, Jim, fellowship are two fellows in the same ship. It's not the same ship when you're over here. TV is great or screens, however you do it. Great if that's what you need and can't. But if you can be here, we need the life-giving power of the Holy Spirit in your life to be touching our lives. Amen? Okay, breaking bread. And fear came upon every soul. Whoa, 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 whoa. They continued in the word, fellowship, breaking bread, and prayers. And fear came upon many souls. The signs and wonders were done too by the apostles. Now, healings have been taking place in increased number in the last four months in this church. Instant manifestations of healing have increased in this church in the last four months. What do you think God has planned for us? You think that's all he's going to do? This is just this is like training camp and priming the pump to get it done. Okay? And all that believe were together and had all things in common. Oh, what do we mean? We take all our money and everybody put it in. Lighten up. Anywhere the Holy Spirit moved in the book of Acts, there is generosity. Your hearts are open. You want to bless someone. You want to help someone. You see a need, nobody has to tell you. You go take care of a need. Amen? Well, I'd just like to bless you. Can I take you to lunch? Because most of you will eat today, right? I'm sure Lucas will eat today. Oh, jeez, I knew. I should have even gone there. And you know, we love those that are hard to love. Perfect example. Okay? But they were, were generous. They weren't stingy. They weren't me first. They weren't. They'll go the extra mile. They'll help. Amen? And they sold possessions and goods, parted with them, uh, all men as, as they had need. And they continued daily with one accord, same heart, same mind, in the temple, in the church, they were breaking bread from house to house, and they ate their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. We can't have our heart going in 15 directions. It is time to put our heart in the things of God, what He wants. How much time do you have on this earth to do the job you were created to do to solve a problem for our Father? You're uniquely you. You're supposed to finish the job you're supposed to, to, to make the difference. Be the difference. I turned 69 in November. Right now I'm in this chair. Don't intend to be in the chair much longer. But you know what? I've had 69 years of life. According to the word, I get long life. He'll add to me and with peace. But I don't want a day after being in the hospital, I don't want to waste a day of my life. Amen. Two households that attend church here now came here because they came to my house while Deborah was gone. One was delivering food, the other was doing tree trimming. It wasn't because I was out evangelizing. I just got a chance to love on them when they came. And they saw that, and they wanted that, and we built relationship. That's what we're talking about in these scriptures right here. Building relationships. 
they, they pro, uh, produced stuff saying the one thing after COVID, what people do not want to do is they don't want to get involved. They can, they can uh, go ahead and call for pizza. They can get this delivered, tools delivered, that delivered. We now found out uh, that uh, there's a, a business that will come in your apartment complex. If you take your sack of trash and put it outside your door, they will, for 25 bucks a month, pick it up and take it to the trash outside for you so that you don't have to. How lazy is that? But it's also, they're not involved. They're not involved with people. And people are not going to do everything you want them to do, and they're going to disappoint you. God never does. I spend time with him. I can go out and handle that. So can you. So can you. Now take the uniqueness of your life and comfort others with how unique that is. How unique. Just smile on them. Just smile on them. Make a difference. Teach your kids to do it. Said for years, I, I lost so much money, but it was always given. They go in a quick shop and Mark decides he wants to buy four or five people Cokes in there. Dad, you have any money? He never had the money. I had the money. So I'd give him 20 and maybe $10 worth of Cokes. I never got the change. From any of my kids, I never got the change. You, what? She might be the exception of the rule. Curly, Mo, and Larry, I never saw it. And I knew I wasn't going to see it. It wasn't coming. Because my dad would do the same for me. I could take the change up on his dresser and I could use it. Teach your kids to give. Teach your kids to see situations. Teach them. Because you're leaving here today as the light in a dark place. You're the anointed of God, blessed of God, with power in your life. And the love is not stuff I have to go get or like the world gives. That love is already in my heart by the Holy Ghost. And I can hear his voice everywhere I go. I was teaching on favor, trying to get ready, trying to get the pants on, whatever like that. On TV, the preacher on TV was talking on favor this morning. I've been on favor all this week getting ready. But he's talking. Little confirmations that I'm on the right track, doing the right thing. He does that for all of us. You're doing the right thing. If you're a parent, you learn on the job. You want to do the right thing, then stay in word and Treat him like the Father will treat you. But we need people to get saved. We need people to get saved. If you're in here today and I could pray with you, I would love to. All you simply have to do is take a moment and raise your hand, and I'll be glad to pray with you to give your life to Jesus Christ. And this is the perfect time. Anyone? Yes, sir. Love you, Lord. Scripture says in Timothy that stir up the gift within you. My job today was to stir up the gifts that are inside you. To activate them in a more powerful way. To make a difference wherever you go. If you would like prayer for you, if you're in pain or sick, in something you want prayer, just stand to your feet where you're at right now. Just stand up.
no embarrassment. Just love on you, not a problem. Just stand where you are. If you want prayer for, let's say, Parker, you better get on your feet, Lucas. You want prayer for someone, stand up. Anyone else? There we go. I lose. <laughs> Anyone else? Okay, we always say if you're going to pray for someone, be gentle, be respectful. And find out what it is and speak the word over their life. Now I'm holding it long enough that those who want to pray for these people, your heart's already going towards them. Now's the time to get up and go to them. Go to them. Well, if they already have someone, it doesn't matter. Why not have everybody pray for you? And we'll take the time. And the reason we will, because if you're the one standing needing prayer, you would appreciate the love and the patience. Amen? Lord, we rebuke all sickness, disease, and pain. Pain in the knees, pain in the lower back. We command you to go in the name of Jesus. exhaustion and depression we rebuke you the joy of the Lord is our strength and the Holy Spirit quickens our mortal bodies oh, we love you Lord thank you Jesus thank you Lord Love you, Lord. Thank you for every healing. Thank you for strength in the name of Jesus. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We give you praise and we give you thanks. You are a healer. You give us divine life, and we thank you, Lord. Oh, we love you, Lord. Pray for people, you end up crying because you love. Pretty good deal. The world needs to see that in us. 
world needs to see it. I am going to turn this time, we're going to receive the offering for Pastor Deborah's birthday, and turn it to Pastor Mercedes. <laughs> 